Over a period of 24 hours, many cornerstones of American life came to a halt. March Madness, Broadway, and even campaigning for the Democratic nomination were either canceled or moved online, all part of a nationwide effort to stop the spread of COVID-19. In San Diego, the county announced five more cases of the virus and has banned gatherings of more than 250 people. Today is Thursday, March 12th. For the San Diego Union-Tribune, I'm Daniel Wheaton, and this is your coronavirus update, a special episode of your San Diego News Fix. John Wilkins, you cover a number of things at the Union-Tribune, and as we learned in the past... 36 hours. Things are certainly changing fast when it comes to the coronavirus. But the Union Tribune did do a poll to kind of get a sense of what people were thinking. When you first looked at the poll and you kind of saw what people said, what was your initial reaction? Well, there are a couple of things that jumped out at me. One was how uh, skeptical people were uh, about the information they were getting from the sources that normally you would rely on to be telling us about what was happening. Government officials, health officials, the media. So those those all scored very lowly, low among the respondents in terms of whether uh, they believed that they were being told the truth. Yeah, certainly. And that disinformation could really have an effect as, as we're seeing everything move a lot faster, especially now uh, we're recording this. It's about uh, three o'clock and the county just had its press conference about what it's going to do about COVID-19. And it seems that most officials and most organizations are taking things pretty seriously at this point. Yeah, they are. And I think they're going out of their way to try and provide as much information as they can. And the scariest thing about those poll numbers to me were just to reinforce the idea that you're seeing in many different places that we are becoming a country that no longer uh, is uh, able to accept an, uh, the same set of facts as we move forward. So I worry about what that says uh, about us and our ability to deal with all sorts of crises as they arise. Yeah, it's kind of ironic as access to information has become easier to get and more, I guess, democratized in a way, the confusion and the trust has really eroded. Yeah, and we all disappear into our own silos, and uh, those silos are not necessarily uh, the most accurate ones. Mm-hmm. And what are you seeing kind of on the ground, people's change in daily lives? Because this poll was taken a couple days ago before all of the dramatic news with the NBA, Disney World, STSU, UCSD. What have you noticed now? Well, yeah, that's another thing that jumped out at me. The poll was taken Monday and Tuesday. We published the story today uh, online yesterday, and it already felt a little bit dated in terms of what people are doing in their daily lives because the numbers were fairly low in terms of what people were reporting in terms of how they were changing their behavior, what they were going to the store to stockpile on, you know, uh, whether they were canceling trips, those kinds of things. The numbers were maybe in the low double digits. And I suspect from seeing uh, people on my own visits to Costco and other places that uh, there are a lot more people who are doing that kind of thing. Yeah, I was in Costco this morning and the energy was not totally like shocked and fearful, but certainly, I don't know, intense in which people, you know, felt the need to kind of be a little more gruff with each other when reaching for, you know, bulk supplies of pasta and toilet paper. Yeah, it it reminded me of another thing totally, totally from left field from what we're talking about, but similar in one way in terms of human nature. And that was uh, at Comic-Con, which is when they frequently give away stuff, the swag. Mm -hmm. I remember writing a story just about swag and one time observing this this line form on preview night. It was very long. And uh, somebody got in the line and somebody got in behind him and said, what is this? And the person in front of him said, I have no idea, but it must be good. 
Yeah, it's 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 like you see people act a certain way, and then something in our brains changes, and we turn almost to like herd animals. Like when you see you know wildlife footage of gazelles run away from something, it's kind of the same thing, but with people. Yeah, or 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 uh, big cats hoarding their food, you know, Heidi stuffing it somewhere because they want to keep it away from somebody else. So, yeah, it's it's an interesting uh, study in human nature. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it does appear that. Society, in a sense, is being reduced to whatever minimum it can reasonably get to with cancellations of events, with travel not happening. It seems that this slowdown really kind of came together last night, like right around when Trump gave that address. What was your reaction to that news as it happened? Because that was kind of a dramatic moment. Oh, I'm not well. I'm not sure which moment you mean. I'm sorry, Daniel, but but yeah, the news, the news as it came together, it's just it's been dizzying to watch. I mean, in some ways, it feels like we're seeing a nation of what 300 something million people screeching to a halt, and uh, that's uh, something that most of us have not had any any real experience with on this kind of a scale. And so I think we're all still people are trying to sort it out and figure out what it means and. You know, we're having it. We're having it here in our own workplace, right? We're we're getting uh, we're getting uh, directions to start working from home. So uh, we're seeing that in a lot of businesses and places around town. And I suspect uh, more changes are to come. Certainly, I even noticed yesterday downtown seemed a little bit more empty, and there wasn't as much traffic. But now is the real things are. Everyone's hunkering down, staying in their homes, hopefully washing their hands and keeping that buffer, which unfortunately in this podcast studio, we are about four feet away. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're, we're maybe not social distancing as much as we should. And obviously some of the shutdowns and, and, and impacts are a lot bigger than others, but you, you really feel for people who maybe have uh, been building, uh, you know, for a long time for certain things to happen, and now they're not going to. You know, the San Diego State Aztecs basketball team, arguably the best team in the school's history, you know, it has its eye on the biggest prize of all a championship, and now that tournament has been canceled, and you can't help but feel for those people. And, um, you know, that's not to not to diminish in any way the serious health problems and even deaths that we're seeing around the country, but that's just what I'm trying to say is it's it's spreading into all of our lives in ways we could not have imagined just uh, just a week ago. Yeah, I think the moment that it made it really real for most people was when the news that the NBA was, you know, just stopping all games. Because even if you're not a politico, sports touches most people in one way or another, and seeing an organization like that make that move was kind of like the last domino falling in a way. Well, yeah, I mean, that, that's when it's that's when moved from the margins right into the heart of American life when you're talking about a major sports league like that. And, you know, and it's rippling, it's rippling everywhere. I mean, I don't think we can even get our arms around it yet. You know, people are starting to lose their jobs because of uh, things that are happening and uh, the health health impacts, obviously, and so many things uh, are just going to uh, just upending life as we know it, which is always a kind of a scary thing. Mm-hmm. And I guess uh, as this week has gone on, have you taken any personal changes in your life to protect yourself? Well, you know, doing the social distancing thing, um, hand washing w- way more than I ever used to, mm-hmm. um, you know, using uh, using the, the, the wipes, antibacterial wipes, when I can on my workstation every so often, and uh, just trying to be also uh, hypervigilant about uh, the people around me in, in uh, public places in terms of whether I sense that they're sneezing or coughing or 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's one thing. thing I find myself doing is that, like, you know, I'm, you get to a new place, a restaurant or something, I just feel really compelled to, like, hey, I just sat down, I got to wash my hands now before I start eating. Just the, the kind of thought of just what you're touching and how it gets into your body. It's it's strange to be so aware of it, you know, after just, like, living your life for so long, you know. Yeah, we had a colleague here who, who uh, retired not that long ago who was kind of famous in the newsroom for being kind of a germ-phobe, as we used to joke with her about. You know, she would always uh, take a paper towel with her to open the doors, and she would push on the elevator buttons with her elbow. And, you know, now that's, uh, you know, I guess she was just uh, the leader of the pack. Mm-hmm, certainly. And uh, things are still developing and coming together. Uh, so what's your game plan for reporting as, you know, this pandemic continues? Well, that's shifting, shifting all the time. Uh, you know, we're obviously going at this with as many people as we can while also trying to keep our eye on other things going on in the community, right? At some point, people are going to want a break from news about this. But, um, you know, for the weekend, I'm doing a story about uh, parallels between what's going on now in San Diego and what happened in 1918 with the Spanish flu pandemic. Uh, some interesting parallels and obviously some some huge differences, the main one being we know a lot more medically now than we did back then. Yeah, I imagine back then we didn't really understand what a virus exactly was. Yeah, we knew they existed, but, you know, we didn't really know anything about their genetics or how to break them down or how to dovetail a vaccine for one, um, for that, that kind of thing. We didn't really, we didn't have any uh, antibiotics to deal with the bacterial infections, which the subsequent bacterial infections, which were really what killed a lot of people in that pandemic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it seems like going back to the Spanish flu, what I'm seeing online is, Lots of talk about flattening the curve, the idea that if we practice these good health measures, have social distancing, we can essentially slow down the rate of transmission. The pandemic will still occur, but instead of having a dramatic spike, it growing exponentially, we can slow down that growth and it will last longer, but fewer people will die and fewer, you know, the hospitals will be able to handle more people, which is the thing that is kind of underpinning all of this. We need to make sure the, the hospitals don't get too full, and we can only do that if infections stay relatively low. Yeah, yeah, that's right. And there are some examples, some stark examples from 1918 of cities that uh, got on top of it early and did all the things that they could back then to try and flatten the curve and slow the spread. And then cities that didn't were just devastated. All right, John Wilkins, thank you so much. Thank you. Here's what else happened in the region. The San Diego International Airport was eerily quiet on Thursday, and the typical 7.30 rush didn't occur. San Diego Area Colleges, Palomar College, Mesa College, San Diego State University, and UC San Diego have started to move classes online. UCSD and Point Loma Nazarene are considering canceling enrollment. As of four, only the Crossroads of the West gun show is still on at the Del Mar Fairgrounds. WonderCon is canceled, but Comic-Con is on for now. Disneyland and Disney World will close tomorrow until the end of the month. The cancellation of the NCAA tournament has ended the Aztec season. They finish at 30-2. Spring training has been suspended for the Padres. MLB's season opener will be delayed. More Grand Princess passengers have arrived at Marine Corps Air Station Miramar. The state will take a total of 475 people. About 20 have tested positive so far. At the base, a Marine has also tested positive and is believed that he contracted the disease in Washington state. California Governor Gavin Newsom has issued an order allowing California to take over hotels and medical facilities, just in case hospitals become too full with patients. Thanks for listening to the San Diego News Fix, which goes live weekday afternoons. Amid the coronavirus pandemic, we have lifted the paywall on stories vital to public health. 
If you are not a subscriber, please consider joining so we can continue to keep you up to date on this ongoing crisis. Go to uniontrip.com slash subscribe. Until next time.